0: Good morning, Praise Center. I cannot tell you how much I miss being with you all. I truly look forward to the time or the day when I can visit you all again. I am thankful that with all that we've been through um, globally, we can still connect online. It is always an honor and a privilege for me to be able to minister the word of God um, to this congregation. Um, And so I want to thank you, Pastor Agus and Auntie Lily for your leadership um, and the opportunity for me to minister this morning. Well, Church, my prayer for this morning um, is that the Holy Spirit would speak to each of us and illuminate the word um, for us. I pray um, for revelation and for fresh anointing and for a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit this morning. I would like to start with um, a few questions, something I I like doing. Um, Just before I get into scripture, I'd like to start with a few questions. When do you think um, a person's word matters? When does it matter for someone to keep their word? Is it when um, everything is going well or is it when they are tested and, um, and it might cost them something? When does it matter? For instance, we use you know phrases such as "I love you to the moon and back." Um, now I, I have a friend that likes saying that, like "I love you to the moon and back," and my question to her is always has always been, "Do you know what it takes to go to the moon, um, and the journey back? Do you know what it takes to actually go to the moon?" The distance from Earth to the moon is 384,000 kilometers. Um, And the distance between the UK and Melbourne is actually approximately 16,909 kilometers. That's far. And yet the moon is 384,400 kilometers. That's big love, for sure. And I get that, um, you know, they don't mean that they would physically travel to the moon. more than just demonstrate how much um their love is you know for for me they're basically saying i love you endlessly well what happens when the roads when the road gets shaky when people's issues surface do we still love them to the moon and back when you discover difficult things about them um Well, do not worry. This is not a sermon on marriage or, you know, relationships. But what about this phrase? Um, As I continue with my my analogy, my ride or die. You know, the dictionary actually defines the meaning as extreme loyalty to someone or something. Um, And that's how most of us have come to understand it as, um, You know, but the original meaning is actually taken from bikers, believe it or not, where it had nothing to do with a relationship, but rather involved biking. So the expression meant a biker would rather die if he couldn't bike anymore. Um, Whichever meaning you know and understand, both simply come to the conclusion that whether it's the person or the bike itself, you're willing to meet with death rather than to live without, without it or without the individual. You'd go to an extreme, to extreme lengths to protect the person, um, or you'd lose the meaning of life if you could no longer bike or whatever replaces, you know, biking for you. So. Taking these phrases into consideration, when does it matter for you to go to the moon and back for a person? When does it matter? Does it matter when they can go for themselves? Or is it more important when they need someone to actually go to the moon and back, when they need someone to do something that extravagant for them? When does it matter for someone to know that you love them endlessly when they are popular and are loved by many or when no one wants to be associated with them and they are possibly down and out again when does it matter for you to ride or die for that special person whether it's a friend or a family member or even a spouse or better still When does it matter for you to ride or die for your purpose, for your destiny, or for your calling? When does it matter? Because in life, we will experience different seasons at different times. This is as guaranteed as the different seasons are this is something that we will go through just like summer is usually associated with happy sun fun leisure outdoors something i need right now and autumn is associated with fruitfulness and and harvest time um and winter is associated with cold long dark nights um, and tough and people like me do not like winter i currently live in the in the UK, and they have the longest and coldest winter I have ever experienced in my life. (laughs) It's just, you know, not easy. It's always raining and it's cold. But you know what? Let's move on from that. After winter comes spring. Spring is fresh. It's new beginnings. Um, It's the season of rebirth, of joy and new possibilities. Seasons are important. Seasons are actually inevitable. And so we will go through seasons in life. We go through seasons in life. Firstly, it's good to know what season you're in so that you know how to face it. If you wear a winter coat in summer for the entire day in 40 degrees heat, there's a chance that you will sweat and even possibly faint. If you wear a sleeveless top or, and shorts in winter, especially in countries like Switzerland, well, you might freeze and get frostbites. And in some instances, depending on how long you remain in that state, you might end up dying. The point is knowing how to be prepared for our seasons. Does your word and commitment remain the same throughout the different seasons? Of your life what about when you go through the valley of shadow of death can you still keep your word well Peter went through um, the the dark patch when Jesus was crucified and Peter's word was suddenly tested and this morning I want to talk about the God who restores We are in the book of John, and so please turn with me in your Bible or your phones to John 21, verse 15 to 19, and I'll quickly read it. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, well, feed my lambs. A second time he said to him, Simon, son of John, son of of John, do you love me? And he said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And Peter felt hurt because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him lord you know everything you know that i love you and jesus said to him well feed my sheep very truly i tell you when you were younger you used to fasten your own belt and to go wherever you wished but when you grow old you will stretch Out your hands and someone else will fasten a belt around you and take you where you do not wish to go he said this to indicate the kind of death by which he would glorify God by which Peter would glorify God after this he said to him follow me well let's set the stage um, here as we unpack this, this, um, this passage of scripture that we've just read. Over six Sundays ago, it was Easter, and we were proclaiming that he is risen, the tomb is empty. Today, this Sunday, is Pentecost Sunday, the day the disciples were filled with the Holy Spirit. Well, this passage of scripture that I just read is in between the resurrection and Pentecost. Jesus had been raised from the dead and had just appeared to the disciples um, for the third time after resurrection. And the disciples um, had gone fishing um, all night and they had caught nothing. Note that the disciples had gone back to their old job as fishermen. This is after following Jesus seemed to have been a failed mission for them. They went back to their old jobs after walking with Jesus for over three years. Now, here they were back at the place where Jesus had called them to follow him three years earlier. Why did they go back? Why did the disciples go back to their old job? Well, their rabbi, their lord, the one who they thought would be king over Israel, had been crucified. This is not how they anticipated the story to end. A lot had happened during the crucifixion. Peter had denied Jesus three times, as Jesus had told him that he would in John 13, which we will look at um, a little later. The other disciples had fled the scene um, during crucifixion. And so with their dreams shattered, um, they, were, they went back to their old lives. I wonder what dream of yours has been interrupted um, and has come or has come to a halt that you are considering your options. Whether to go back to your old ways And completely abandon the path um, that has caused you pain. This is where the disciples had found themselves. This is where Jesus finds them. And so when Jesus shows up, they were um, even failing at what they used to be brilliant at, which was to fish. They were fishermen. And at this point, they couldn't catch anything. And so Jesus tells them to cast their net on the other side um, and, they pull, um, and then they pull out the catch of their career. They couldn't even handle the success that Jesus the, of that catch. The net was not strong enough for the catch. When they came out of the water, there was already fish on charcoal and so Jesus invites them to have breakfast with him, Um, the provision was already there waiting for them over and above um, the catch of their lives. All the success in just the first part of the day, the morning when Jesus arrived. Now back to the passage of scripture um, we just read. The first point is defined by Christ and not our circumstances. You see, Jesus calls Peter aside after breakfast. We've already read that. Note that when Jesus called Peter, what did he say? He said to him, Simon, son of John, come with me. Why is this important? Why is it important to note this? Well, Jesus called Peter by his old name. See, in Matthew 16, 13 to 18, this is, this is what it says, that now when Jesus came into the district of um, Caesarea, Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? And they said to him, giving him different answers, some say John the Baptist, um, but others say Elijah, and um, still others say Jeremiah, um, you know, or one of the prophets. And he said to them, but who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, blessed are you, Simon, son of John, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father in heaven. And so they had had this encounter and Jesus continues to say, and I tell you, you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. Well, we see from this passage of scripture and from this encounter that in that moment, Peter's identity changed from Simon, son of John, he became Peter. And Jesus is very clear that Peter couldn't have known that he was um, the son of the son of God unless the Father revealed it to him. This was not something that Peter could have guessed or was told by someone else. It was revelation from the Lord. Now this is important because Peter gets a new identity. He was in that moment um, that Jesus defined that he was defined by christ and from then on the lord was going to build on that revelation that peter had had he was not just going to motivate or inspire peter with a new name but jesus was going to build his church on that rock of the revelation that he had because jesus was and is that rock that foundation that we can build our lives on our purpose and our assignment on. So this was an important moment in Peter's life. He was defined by Christ. So what's happening? What is happening in this moment? Why is Jesus addressing um, Peter as Simon, son of John? What's, what's going on here? Well, you see, Jesus found, um, found him in his old life. This is where he found him. He found him as Simon, son of John, and that he was before he met Jesus. Peter went back to his old life, and Peter couldn't live up to his word and promises that he made to Jesus. His failures and disappointments led him back to his old life, his old ways, um, separating himself from the new identity that Jesus had given him. It is incredible what Jesus does to Peter in this moment. He starts with the true state of where Peter was at. Jesus did not pretend that Peter still believed that he could be um, that he could be used of God after denying him before Jesus' crucifixion. Peter thought he, he he had courage that's you know you read before that he thought Jesus was his ride or die. He thought that he could go to the moon and back for Jesus before ever denying Jesus. That's what Peter believed. Well, maybe not the moon, but you get why I was asking those questions earlier. The point is Peter had told Jesus that he could go all the way for him. And Peter actually tried to demonstrate that in the Garden of Gethsemane, when he cut out the ear of one of the soldiers um, to defend Jesus and protect Jesus. We are not just talking about someone who was flimsy. As far as Peter knew and understood, he was going to ju- to, to die for Jesus. So you can only imagine how disappointing it was um, to him when he did not keep his word. And instead, he did the opposite. Peter did not know himself anywhere near well enough, but Jesus did. And so Jesus calls him by his old name, not because Jesus was disappointed with Peter. He called him by his old name in order to restore Peter's identity in him. The only way for any of us as believers, to overcome our weaknesses is first to be made to face them and to admit that they are there and then to repent of them and to seek the Lord's grace and power of the Holy Spirit to be able to overcome them. And therefore, Jesus meets Peter where he truly was and Jesus meets us where we truly are. And the question that I have for us this morning is what have the disappointments um, of life done to your identity in Christ? Do you still believe the words that the Lord spoke to you before the storms of life um, shook your faith? I don't know where you find yourself this morning and where you are in your journey but if you're at a place where um, you're willing to settle due, um, due to disappointment um, or due to waiting on God's word to come to pass in that area of your life, there will be an opportunity at the end for, for prayer um, after the sermon that um, for God to, be, to, to restore you back to who he says you are, just like Peter. The second point point this morning is serve Christ compelled and driven by his love. See, Jesus continues in the conversation asking Peter, do you love me more than these? What is Jesus asking Peter when he says more than these? Is he asking him, do you love me more than the other disciples? Well, no, because... The others had also fled the scene. Jesus is asking Peter if Peter loves him more than his old life, his past successes from being a fisherman, because that's what he went back to. Do you love me more than these? Peter found a sense of comfort going back to what he felt he had control over before he met Jesus. Jesus was asking Peter if he loved him more than his own failures. Here's an interesting part about this is that the word that the word love that Jesus uses in Greek is agapo, which is the noun for in the noun form of agape. This is the highest level of love, the noblest and most purest form of love. Peter responds with the Greek word phileo. This is a brotherly love, um, friendship kind of love. Peter couldn't respond to the highest level of love. There's humility now in Peter. Before, he would make claims to love Jesus unto death. But we know that he couldn't back that up. He couldn't keep his word. However, with less than an ideal love, the Lord accepts Peter and gives him an assignment. Feed my lambs. Lambs are the most vulnerable, most delicate, and the weakest. It's just amazing that Jesus trusts Peter with this assignment when Peter had failed so much. Again, Jesus asked Peter, do you love me? Do you love me. And Peter's response is the same. Yes, Lord, you know, I phileo you. Then Jesus says to him, tend my sheep. So Jesus reassigns him back to his calling. No more fishing, no more going back to your old life. The third time Jesus asked Peter, do you love me? He changed and um, this time to the, word, to the Greek word phileo. Jesus lowers the standard and the Bible says Peter felt hurt. Peter responds by saying, Lord, you know everything. You know I phileo you. Peter is admitting that, the Lord, Lord, you know my heart. That you know everything. The Lord again gives him an assignment feed my sheep c.s lewis says this the christian does not think um, god will love us because we are good but that god will make us good because he loves us see the lord restored simon son of john or son of jonah back to peter the rock there's no place in our lives that is out of reach for Jesus. Even if our form of love is a lower standard to his, he meets us where we are, where we at, and he gives us the ability to love because he first loved us. 1 John 4, 19 says that we love because he first loved us. The Lord has an assignment for us. He trusts us not because we are capable but because through his love we can conquer anything the final the third and final point is characterized by sacrifice for Christ Jesus was certain that Peter would eventually be restored in John 13 um, verse 36 to 38, um, this is, is what it says. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, where are you going? And Jesus answered Peter, where I am going, you cannot follow me now, but you will follow afterward. Peter said to him, Lord, why can I not follow you now? I will let down my life for you. See the promises, his word. Jesus answered Will you lay down your life for me? Very truly I tell you, before the cock crows, crows, you will have denied me three times. Though Peter's courage um, left him and he denied and deserted Christ in order to escape suffering in the high, in the high priest court um, and at the cross, as we have seen um, in, in the main scripture, from the passage of scripture that we read, Peter was restored, and then it was Pentecost. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, he then served and followed Christ devotedly for the rest of his life. Corrie ten Boom says this, Perhaps only when human effort has done its best and failed, would God's power alone be free to work? See the journey of faith with, G- with the journey of faith with Jesus is lifelong. There will be many lessons to learn along that road, just like we've seen with Peter. however grateful to the Lord we may be for what He has done for us, and however determined we may be to. Love, obey, and follow Him. Our love and determination are not enough in themselves um, to keep us following Him as we should. You know why? Because we have hidden weaknesses within, within us and if we depend solely on our resources, we would easily ruin the whole procedure. But thanks be to God for the hope that we have in Jesus Christ we too can be restored and be healed we can take time um, this morning just like the disciples um, did in the upper room to wait on the Holy Spirit so that we may be filled with his power that we may allow the Lord to minister to the dry areas of our lives To reignite the fire to serve him in our spheres of influence and to serve him in our families. Won't you just allow the Holy Spirit to fill you and clothe you with his power to break every chain of bondage, addiction, disappointment, fear of failure, hope deferred, sickness in your body, grief, loss, shame, whatever you are facing. Would you allow the Holy Spirit to fall on you so that you can be defined by God? Would you allow him to fall on you so that you could serve Christ compelled and driven by his love? Would you allow him finally to be characterized by sacrifice for Christ? And finally, for those of you who feel exhausted and not inspired in your Job and your studies, or your role as a parent or a spouse, whatever has caused you to be exhausted or disappointed, won't you allow the Holy Spirit this morning to fill you afresh with His power? Corinthian Boom puts it this way: when trying to do um, when trying to do the Lord's work in our own strength is the most confusing and exhausting, tedious of all work. But when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, then the ministry of Jesus just flows out of you. Jesus, good morning, Praise Center. I cannot tell you how much I miss being with you always to shine upon you and give you peace. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and be gracious to you. Amen.